On today's podcast, we're going to talk about market volatility and how to navigate it during your early financial planning years. We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Param. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestor. Untangling your finances. That's what we talk about here on this podcast. That's what Mo Param talks about. Mo Param and a great team you will meet. If you uh, take that first step and go to the website, cloudvestors.com, this is Your Finances Untangled, and Mo Param is the man who really gives us the strategies to consider in this podcast throughout our financial lives, you know, and all the phases of it. And Mo, to you, it's great being with you. I want to say belated happy birthday. Uh, we just oh. talked about it last week, and and uh, you mentioned it was a couple of days away when we recorded last week, and you are officially the oldest millennial. I'm not saying the oldest one, because I guess <laughs> whoever was born January 1st that year would be the oldest millennial. But anyway, you are a 41-year-old millennial. I am. I am 41 years old as of Wednesday. So, yeah, it feels feels good. Did feels you have good. a good birthday celebration? Anything fun or exciting? Yeah, you know, um, well, we're going away this weekend. So um, that's where we'll do most of our celebrating. I got you. Yeah. yeah so uh, on the day of my birthday, just, um, you know, just had a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. And just relaxed. Yeah. But but this weekend, we're going to do the celebrating because we're going away for a whole week. Okay, great, great. Now, there you go. That's a celebration. That's a celebration. I'm glad I booked the trip before... before these inflation numbers came out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. So we're recording on June 10th, 2022. What are... I have not seen the latest inflation numbers yet. Oh, you haven't? No. Oh, it doesn't look good. So... um, Year over year, so from uh, April to uh, basically from May of last year to May of this year, uh, 8.6% increase. Oh. So that's the highest it's 8. been. 8.6. In, yeah, mm. since 81. Actually, since the year I was born. Yeah, right, right. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're right. I'm looking at it now. Since 1981. Uh, yeah. And as we speak, not a wonderful day at all on Wall Street. Oh, the wall! Oh, the it's it's whipsawing. The market is 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 tumbling as of you know ten o'clock as we're recording right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's we were, I think we expected numbers to be not that great. At least that's what all the economists and analysts I've been speaking to over the last few days. But uh, you know the market just as of right now just doesn't like it. I mean, I'm looking at the screen now. Nasdaq's down over three percent. S and P's, you know, not too far behind it. Dow, not too far behind it. So yeah, uh, yeah, S and P down two point seven. So yeah, it, it's just not looking good today. They've got the stock photos up on all the news stories where they have to pull up the stock photos of the Wall Street people with their uh, forehead in their hand, look, you know, looking distraught. Um, so <laughs> oh, that yeah. stock photo with uh, with their hands on their head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's they, bad? I mean, I mean, energy was up almost twelve percent. Um, the price of cars and trucks are up. Um, groceries. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just bad. Yeah, yeah, it it's is. Bad. I was reading that. Um, I think this is correct. Rent in New York City is the highest ever. Have you seen that? Really? No, no, I didn't know that. I was reading as like average about four thousand a month. What? Yeah. 
Wow. I'm from New York. I didn't know that. 4000 So the average rent in New York is $4,000 a month. Median rent in Manhattan reached 4000 in May, and that is the uh, highest price ever reported by this, uh, I guess, particular brokerage firm that reported. But anyway, yeah. That is, uh, I mean, I'm not a realtor or an economist, but that can't be sustainable. No, you know, it really can't. And this is what uh, I know we've got to get to the main topic, but I want to get your take on this, because with certain things with inflation, when inflation, you know, for instance, the price of gas, we all feel confident that it will eventually go down. But as rent has skyrocketed, is rent, would that go down? Would Would a landlord tell a tenant, you know what, inflation's down now, I'm going to lower your rent? I mean, I'm just asking. I, 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 no, I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that's a good point, right? Some things, once they're in, once they're baked they're in, they're in. baked in, they're locked in. You know, I can't really see a landlord, um, you know, un- unless the point where it becomes un- unrentable, right? And there's just no Then they one, have to, right. But they that's, have to. That's not for an individual. That's by that's group. For, Groups right, mean. exactly. Yeah. I don't see the industry or the whole group saying, okay, well, inflation's down. Let's just bring the entire rent down 15, 20%. But you're right. right. Let's say people say, I can't afford Manhattan anymore. I'm moving. And then that uh, trend starts in. They go, oh, we got to get them back here. We got to get them back. Right. So, yeah, that yeah. was uh, just how the free market works, I guess. But that'd be yeah, nice to see for, something happen. Especially happened. for New York. I know there was a, a big exodus when COVID hit. Um, you know, people were moving out of the city. And moving to suburbs, especially with working from home, more right. space, more land. Um, and then there was a kind of a uh, people were starting to come back and move back into New York. But now if you're telling me the average rent, what a median rent is four grand. That's from uh, a that's, New York Times story. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, average, the median rent in Manhattan uh, hit four thousand in May. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> and you know, New York is rent, has rent control, right? So you have these landlords that can't even, you know, there's a limit to how much you can actually raise someone's rent um, if they've been there for a while. Uh-huh. So you have these landlords um, that may have tenants that are paying like two grand. Right, right. And, and they can't they can't bump them from two to two to four. So if it's going up year. like that, it means there is an influx. I mean, so people are moving, trying to, starting to move back in there, I guess, and they're able to hit them with the highest. Yeah, yeah. So some of these landlords um, are, are just waiting for people to leave, right? Because they've got an apartment that they're renting for 2000 but no, for a fact, they mm. get like four in the open market. But so... You know, you get those slum landlords that yeah. don't fix projects or take too long to fix the projects. And so you eventually have those tenants leave and then boom. Well, you get, well, you, that's you get a, a new tenant coming in. I mean, it's that's, that's been my experience of living in New York for 28 years. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're no stranger to that. Um environment. Well, I tell you, that's actually a really a good setup to what we're going to last podcast. uh, Last week, we were talking about generational uh, multitasking, financial multitasking. Today, we're looking at the earlier stages of your financial planning life. 
20s and you know, let's say when you first get out of college up until maybe you're in your 40s, definitely before you hit the financial red zone in your 50s and you're getting closer to retirement. How should you deal with what we're dealing with now? And that's market volatility and high inflation and everything else. And in many ways, you can say it's uncharted territory. Um, and it would be different, I guess, let's say for someone in their 20s to someone in their 40s in risk and everything, wouldn't it? Yeah, you know, it's, you know, the, the younger you are, the more time you have to recover from these seasons of volatility. But but I would say the first thing you should you should realize is that these it may not be these exact same conditions, right? There's you know I can't say that every time there's a you know there's volatile times in the market we have high interest rates, high high inflation, uh, we have supply chain issues, we have COVID. Obviously, right? Those these things are are. Uh, uh, contribute and now are isolated incidents sometimes, but the but volatility in general in the market is is natural, and it happens in waves, right? Every few years you have a pullback in the market, or you should have a pullback in the market, and that's just historically what's happened. What's happened in the past. Mm-hmm. So I'd say if you're first starting out, let's say you're right out of college, uh, and you're saying, okay, now I actually have money to invest or money to put towards my f- financial future. Uh, and if you're, if some of that money is going to go into the market, then just just say to yourself, there's between now and whenever, right? Twenty years, thirty years, forty years, sixty years, whenever that that, that longevity is, there is going to be seasons of volatility. So just expect it. Yeah. The the thing is having a plan around it. Let's start with the youngest one, and let's say uh, let's say they're getting started at age twenty six. You know, okay. uh, and so what is what year were they born? Nineteen ninety six. Okay, so they definitely <laughs> don't have a clue about oh two thousand two thousand one. How old were they in two thousand eight? They were twelve. So yeah, they in two thousand eight two thousand nine. They were like twelve and thirteen. So and then a good long bull run right this is definitely this is there so they're entering the in this environment this climate they're they're entering it now yeah so you're saying so in 96 so in 0809 there were 12 13 right yeah. so probably still no real context behind what that meant maybe right. they saw parents their parents um you know maybe they, one of their parents lost a job right? it's possible yeah it's possible um Maybe they started seeing, you know, we, we didn't go on vacation that that summer or, uh-huh. the, or for two summers, two summers in a row. Right. So maybe they, they saw that or witnessed it. But I can't imagine a 12 year old really putting some type of context to to an, uh, to a drop in the market. Certainly or, didn't or affect great them. recession. Yeah. It, <laughs> right. it, it, yeah. It didn't really affect them. But you're right. They've seen a, a strong, resilient market. Right, a really great bull market, and they may not have noticed it, you know, looking at charts, but they just felt it, right? Um, I would say that for most people, um, life was good, you know, spending was 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 at at you know all time highs. Um, uh, you saw a lot of people buying homes, right? So probably they moved, or so their parents moved couple of times heard stories um, you know been in the age of the internet so seen technology involved right so they've, they've, they've witnessed a really good 
environment. And so now, you know, obviously the drip and the, the drop during COVID in 2020, but then I think the, that, that one month when the S and P was down over 30% and it, and it just whipsawed right back up, it was almost like a blip in the radar. Mm-hmm. Right. And even since then, since April of 2020, the market has still been killing it. Right. It has. So, yeah. so I think, so it I was. think now <laughs> what they're seeing is, well, wait a minute, we've gone an entire six months of of a slide in the market what does that mean and so yeah so i would say someone who's 26 years old right now the reality is okay market can be volatile really i can see a 20 percent loss in my 401k so i would say the first thing you'd want to do if you haven't done it is really if you're working you're employed you have an employer sponsored plan this is the time for you to start saving Right. So yeah. take advantage of any employer sponsored plan, 401k, uh, simple IRA, uh, 43B, right? Any any employer sponsored plan where you have the ability to to put money aside, this is gonna be a good time for you to start initiating that. So if we look at a 26-year-old, a 36-year-old, and a 46-year-old in today's podcast, the 26-year-old is really good in that they have the most time of those three age groups to recover from anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 26-year-old, let's say your typical, uh, the typical response I hear of when do you want to retire is somewhere in the 60 to 65 range. So you're talking almost 40 years, right? So even if you have three downs, like downward, like down years in the market, right? Well, three of these type of seasons, right? Uh, over the course of 40 years, you have time to recover. If you're 46, and again, your goal was to retire at 60, 65, right? You're, you're getting closer to that finish line. So yes, even at 46, you have time to recover, but... Uh, the losses might feel a little more impactful, right? If you're 26 years old, you know, maybe you have, I don't know, maybe 20, 25 grand somewhere in the market, whether it's a Robinhood account, TD Ameritrade account, uh, your 401k, or you might have 10 grand combined in the market. Mm-hmm. You're 46, you might have half a million, right? Well, so a 20% drop on 25 grand is what, 5,000? Yeah, but a twenty percent drop on half a million dollars is what's that? A hundred grand, right? It's it stings worse. It stings worse. Yeah. Right? Uh, so yes, <laughs> oh, <laughs> and if man. you're fortunate enough, right, you may have a million dollars. Yeah, twenty percent loss is two hundred grand. Right. So so the losses might sting a little bit the closer you are uh, to retirement. All right, let, no, I, and you know, I'm thinking maybe in the second segment of the, I mean, the second, yeah, the second segment of the podcast, we'll look a little deeper at the 46 year old because, I don't know, I to me that's a a more critical age in the three ages we're looking at here. Let's look. All right, so let's look at age 36. Okay. They were born in 1986. They okay. were 15 in 2001, um, and so they were. They were or 2000, 2001, 14 or 15 in 2008, 2009, they were 22 and 23. So it's a slight possibility they could have. They certainly remember it, obviously. But were they in the game then? You know what? They probably were in the game, but probably not in the game game as far as like investing is concerned. Mm -hmm. But my thoughts are they were probably in the game as far as uh, employment. 
you know, 22, so you're probably just graduated from college. And if you remember, there was, it was a, there, there was a lot of, there was a lot of firings going on, right? A lot of layoffs. And so maybe it took them two years to find a job. Yeah. Maybe they lived. True. You know, they they would have felt these, it. Yeah. They would have felt that type of sting, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe the whole point was, you know, I'm going to graduate college and get my own apartment or, you know, move X, Y, Z for this new job. And all of a sudden, no, no one's hiring, hiring freezes, markets collapsing, the economy's collapsing. I have to move back home for two, three years. So they probably remember that. They remember right? that. They felt uh, that. Yeah. But even with that, they still really felt, you know, they get, they get back on their feet, you know, to 2010, right? Back on their feet, they're, what's that, 20, 24, 25, 26? Yeah, no, 2000, and, yeah they were 25. 25? Well, I'm sorry, no, no, wait a minute, what are we looking at here? Oh, they were 20, in 2009, they were about 23. So, 23, so 2011, they're 25 years old. They were 25, all of a sudden, okay. A good ten-year bull market. So twenty-five to net to till just this year, really, except for that little blip you mentioned uh, in March of twenty twenty. Yeah, then two thousand ten, maybe started investing, started working, started investing, and then a great bull market. Boom! Here comes volatility. Now, what's that thirty-six-year-old doing? They are more than likely they've got maybe possibly a couple of kids. Um, probably homeowner at thirty-six. Yeah. Yeah. So probably, you know, hopefully, yeah, 36 years old, most likely homeowners. So what they've done, hopefully, is, um, you know, taking advantage of low interest rates to refinance the mortgage. Right. Because that would have been great. Probably been taking some uh, uh, opportunities for uh, cash out refinances. My best friend did that and was able to take, gosh, I would say like 100 grand out of his home. And he only been in his house for three years. Re- huh. uh, did a cash out refine. I mean, the, it, it, he just bought at a perfect time. Yeah. And just saw so much equity in his house over the course of like two, two, three years. Cash out refi didn't cost much. You know, uh, uh, you know, strung out their mortgage for an extra three years, but was able to take a hundred grand out of it and you know pay off debt, invest. So it really worked out for them. So 36 years old, that's probably where you are right now. Probably hopefully taking advantage of that. Uh, you've probably been saving for your kid's education. But so, you're really scared because you've got, you you know, you I mean, you know, you want to retire and save for that, but you also have these obligations and, and we're now we're in a volatile market. So now is a good time, you know, 36 years old, as opposed to the 26 years old who might have, you know, 20, 25 grand. You know, you might have 200, 250, 401k investments again, because they've they've really been in a really good market. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so now it's a good time to start looking at your investments. Start looking to see if there's any type of uh, cleanup that could be done. Right? Uh, maybe you've had two, two, three jobs over the course of your of your uh, working year so far. So maybe it's time to consolidate those investment accounts, those IRAs for old 401ks, and just see, okay, how are these, if by consolidating them, now you can get a better picture of how all those accounts can work together as one and see if there's any overlay, any any investments that need to be cleaned up, any, uh, 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 are we taking, are, are there any ways that we can diversify our investments to take, to, to position ourselves in a more favorable, favorable way in this market right now? 
So you know, that's one thing you sh- you could be doing during this down this down uh, market is just looking at all your accounts and seeing, you know, am I taking too much risk in my portfolio? Am I taking enough risk? Right, thirty six, you still have time. Lots of so them. yeah. So looking, reviewing risk. Um, you know, am I saving enough? Right, you know, buy low, sell high. You know, this is, you know, investing one hundred and one. So buying low are these seasons right now. So if I was, you know, maybe this is a good time for you to increase your saving rate in either your 401k or brokerage account, uh, or even just your traditional savings, right? Are there ways for us to save more, increase our savings rates? So that's something that you should be doing during this time. And coming up, we're going to look at the age of 46. Now, this is getting serious. They're not in the financial red zone, but they're, they're 20 years away from retirement. But they're not like that 26-year-old where they're 40 years. they got 40 years on their they're side, roughly. Goal. They're in field goal range. Yes, definitely. <laughs> they're getting in field goal range, if not in field goal range. You're right. That's a good way to look at it. So that's a critical age here, and we'll take a look at that. I need to coin that. They're in field goal range. You know, you really should. <laughs> I don't know if anyone has yet. Because you know why that that is pretty cool and what we were talking about, especially if you put it in retirement terms, is that uh, with the FIRE movement now, and you talked about it last week, how a lot of um, millennials um, and young Gen Xers are looking at maybe even upping that retirement date even more. That really would put you in field goal range. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Over yeah, you know, instead of sixty-five, maybe your maybe your your goal was fifty. Yeah. 55. Well, we'll look at the age of forty-six and how what should a forty-six-year-old be doing in the current um, economic environment that we're in and climate that we're in? That's coming up on your finances untangled. can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning the convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor but also maintaining the human touch that's cloud vesters that's cloudvesters.com that's a relationship you can trust at cloud vesters you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy it's all about specific customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life whether you're just starting out or getting close to retirement holistic financial planning in all areas including taxes estate planning insurance cash flow and budgeting they even offer customized personal websites for clients the technology of today while still maintaining that human touch that's cloudvestors that's cloudvestors.com we're back. It's your finances untangled in Mo Param. Do visit the website. It's cloudvestors.com, as you just heard. And it's a great website. And it's actually just going there is the first step that could lead you to having a, a partner in your financial strategies in all phases of your financial life. And a, and a great partner, too, because uh, you can actually have a, a meeting with them and never leave your home. That's the whole idea behind CloudVestors, CloudVestors.com. We're looking at the younger accumulation years or the earlier stages of your financial planning life and how what should some considerations be given our climate that we're in. And we're dealing with uh, interest rates going up. Uh, Mo mentioned just you know, on the day we're recording, June 10th, the highest 
inflation, what, since 81, 1981. So we're yep. looking at 41 years, the highest inflation. And, you know, if even if you weren't alive, then uh, a Google search can show you how high the inflation <laughs> rates were in the late 70s, early 80s. Uh, and, 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 and so and market volatility. Uh, so it, we, we've got everything coming at us right now. Um, no need to be panicked. That's why having, uh, you know, a fiduciary firm uh, like Cloudvestors with you at your side, they can also help maybe ease that panic a little bit and also help keep those emotions in check. So we've looked at age 26. They're, they're, they're pretty good shape now. I mean, they got a long time to recover. Age 36, you know, generally you look at uh, maybe say 30 years until they retire. Uh, but Mo went through strategies and considerations for those ages. Now let's look at age 46. They were born in 1976, the year of the bicentennial. Now I'm actually old enough to remember the bicentennial and Oh, man, we had big-time celebrations nationally that year. The country was 200 years old. They had the Bicentennial Minutes that came on every night, a little one-minute nugget of history. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool, pretty cool. Bicentennial year, 1976, and that's when today's 46-year-old was born. So they were 25. Now, again— A good chunk of their investment life has been in a bull market. They were 25 in 2001, and when the market crashed in 0809, they were around 33. Now, not to say they were feeling it more than likely. They felt 0809 much more than the 26 and 36-year-old. Well, they've seen they've seen a lot, right? They've seen the dot com bubble, 2000, 2001, 2002. they also saw uh, 9-11, felt 9-11. Right. Um, they saw the Great Recession. Mm-hmm. They, they were felt, 33 then. They were right. probably in the game, yeah. Uh, they skin were in, in that game. game. There were a lot of skin in that game. Um, they they felt Brexit and how that, in, and how that uh, mm-hmm. impacted the market. But then they've also, again, have felt and really felt this really great, strong market. So in some aspects, they... I won't say they're used they've, they're used to this, but they've seen it, right? And know that okay, these types of seasons, this type of uh, uh, market volatility does happen. Um, they've seen you know three of them. They've seen COVID too, right? So they've seen right. three of these type of big drops. Um, and I think they the real the realization is not only have they seen it, but they're going to see more of it throughout the course of their lifetime. So uh, this is a really good time to. If you haven't already, going back to your investments and looking to see, um, you know, the risk you're taking in your portfolio. You know, should you, uh, you know, do some reallocation? You know, maybe you were a little bit overweighted in tech, and maybe it's time to do some value investing, add some dividends to your portfolio. Uh, you know, should we be boosting up our savings, right? One of the things that happens in this market, in this, in this volatile times is that we're starting to see, or if you haven't been paying attention, you're hearing a lot of companies that are doing a hiring freeze or even laying off. Uh, So boosting up your, your emergency savings just in case, right? Just in case something happens to work, something happens to your job, right? Uh, either yours or your spouse's, right? You want to have enough cash at this time to manage those, those volatile times. So that's something that you definitely want to do is, you know, I mean, you might even want to 
you know, tweak your resume, update your resume at this point. I mean, you're still going to be in the workforce roughly 20 years. You're still going to be in the workforce of 20 more years, right? But again, during this time, you know, with if companies are uh, are looking to to uh, reduce costs, well, what are some of the biggest expenses? Employees. So right. that's something that you may want to definitely do. Uh, but also, again, another time to uh, 46 years old, you probably, you know, your kids are high school, high school, college, yeah, high school, college. Right. So maybe in a few years, maybe you're starting to see a little bit of your um, uh, a little bit of a raise because you're not spending as much on kids anymore. Maybe their kids have scholarships and, you know, you're not paying that college tuition or not as much. So. You didn't have the ability to save or and not as much to save or invest. Well, now's your time to kind of boost up your savings. Rate Hence well. the catch ups beginning at 50. Hence the catch up catching up. Yep, exactly. Right. Because it all falls in line. You get that natural raise because, you know, people are off your payroll. Mm-hmm. Kids are off your payroll at some point. So, right. Um, so here's a good time to to increase 401k contributions, increase HSA contributions if you if you if you're fortunate enough to have an HSA, uh, start looking at conversions, right? If you have any type of pre-tax accounts, uh, again, maybe you built a, a, a good tax deferred bucket and now you're starting to say to yourself, you know, these RMDs are coming soon, right? And if I continue to build up these tax deferred accounts, I have a tax bomb waiting for me. So maybe start looking at some converting some of your tax deferred into some Roth, or maybe if you're fortunate enough to have a Roth account through your employer, maybe you're switching your contributions from traditional to Roth, right? So you're doing a little bit of good tax planning at this point as well. Now, we looked at the ages of 26, 36, and 46, and I guess I could have done 25, 35, 45, but I figured let's get them out. They let, Let's go and let them get their four-year degree, their <laughs> undergraduate, and maybe a master's, and get them in the workforce for a second. Um, now, here's a question I have for you because you've just turned 41. With all that you know now, and there's so many things that now we could say we do differently, what would you, is there any one thing you would have done differently financially uh, when you were 26 with what you know now? Oh, it's a good question. Good, good question. Ooh, the one thing. i tell you what, I'll give you time I, to think because I can no, tell no, you. I'll tell you, the one thing I would have done. Okay. The one thing I would have done All right. was set up an because I didn't do this at 25. Okay. Um, would have been setting up a automatic investment strategy. Like literally every month. Yes. A dollar amount, whatever it was. It that's just smart. automate my, my investing. I love that answer because that's another, I, I wish I had done that. But again, at 26, I wish I had been saving in any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but that way it's automatic because we're already groomed to not miss it because of the way the taxes come out of our checks. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, when I was 26, I mean, that was what 15 years ago. So that was 2007. You right? were on yeah. the verge of the Great Recession. On the verge of the Great Recession. But some of these, some of these, um, at least these, some of these tools have have definitely been sharpened over the last 15 years. Right? Yeah. So um, I, mean, I remember 
online banking. And I was like, this is crazy. You right. To, to bank online? <laughs> what are you, out of your gourd? Uh, I'm going to go uh, to a bank and shake my, shake someone's hand and speak to a banker. Right. Right. Um, these apps, right, weren't around. Well, at least I didn't know about apps. When I was 26, the internet was the ARPANET still. <laughs> there was no internet. Uh, so things have become more convenient, right? You can open up a brokerage account, you know, all these different um, custodians, E-Trade, TD Ameritrade, whatever it is, Robinhood, all these acorns, right? Think about all these apps that are available at the, the on your fingertips mm-hmm. that you can open up an investment account uh, and, and just pick a dollar amount, 50 bucks, 25 bucks, 200 bucks, 500 bucks, whatever, and just say on the first, 15th, whatever day it is, it's going to automatically go into an investment. Even if you don't know what it is, S&P 500 index, right? Even if you just did that. Just put it in something. Put it in something, right? Um, and just automate it. That's what I would have, that's what I would have told my the 25-year-old Mo to do. Hey, you got time for a little quick thing, yeah. fun thing? Somebody emailed me um, some pictures of things that if you remember them, you're old. Okay. <laughs> and let me scroll through. Um, I love this Formica dinette sets. It's you know, you, you, everybody's kitchen looked like you were in there eating in a diner or <laughs> somewhere. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I, I do remember that. A telephone booth, of course. Yes. Uh, the, uh, but the actual one, you actually opened the door and went inside of oh, the I telephone those. booth. Yeah. Do you ever see them? Are they anywhere? I think New York just got rid of their last telephone. No, no, it wasn't telephone booth. It was a payphone. But I don't think I just got rid of the last one. Wow. Yeah, I haven't seen a telephone booth in a while. I remember they had uh, this these red boxes. I don't know if they had them in different cities uh, or different states, but there was this red box that had a fire symbol and a shield. Yeah. And if you and if you needed yeah. the police, you just press that button. Right. And if you need the fire department, you press that button. I do remember that too. Here's another one, and it's captioned with kids today will never understand. And it's, uh, it looks like a teenage girl laying on the floor on the phone. The phone is mounted to the wall, and, you know, the cord stretches down to where she's laying on the floor. She can't leave that spot. You couldn't leave that spot. That's why the, or here's that one, that picture you got on your TV screen. Sorry, we're experiencing technical difficulties. Do you remember that? Ooh, I think so. Yeah. I think so. I mean, I mean, the rotary phone. I mean, people don't. I grew up with the rotary phone. Um, and then um, we got so excited because the first push button we got was was not tone like it is now. Um, it was pulse. And it meaning when you push the buttons, it still had to do a rotary action. So let's say you were dialing 555 you were bump, 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 bump. But then it would have to go. I do remember that. I remember that. Yeah. Here's another one. The drive-in movie. When drive-in movies are making a comeback, but now you can tune it in on a radio frequency. <clears throat> in the old days, and I definitely remember this, there was this terrible-sounding, low-quality speaker you had to <laughs> mount to your car door, you know, roll the window down. And, do you remember uh, that? Did you ever have no, that? No, but I remember seeing it in the Happy Days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's another one. I learned how to drive on this. Um, it's a car that you shift gears on. The, they called it like three on the tree or whatever uh, on the column. You, you actually shift where, you know, on the steering wheel column. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, I learned how to drive on that. 
And let's see if I can find one more real quick. Oh, a photo booth. No need for that anymore. No need for that. But you've probably been in a photo booth, maybe. Yes. Yeah. And uh, um, What about VCRs? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're gone. Think about it. My 15-year-old doesn't know what it he, he didn't He didn't know what it was called. But he was like, I remember... I remember these, 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 these big blocks that that we used to watch stuff on. <laughs> big blocks. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man! And I was like, "What are you talking about?" And I, and I was like, "I was like VHS tape." He's like, "Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it." Wow! <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, the last thing here is a pencil sharpener. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, in the classroom, you know. And they had, when I went to school, they used chalk boards, not dry erase boards. Actual chalk. Oh, yeah. A trip down memory lane. Mo is always a great conversation. And, and I think, again, today uh, really demonstrated how Cloudvestors works with people in all stages of their financial lives. And they can for you. Visit the website, cloudvestors.com. To you, Mo, I have to ask you this. You will be away uh, on vacation next week. Will we still be recording? Oh, we have to. It's uh, 104th, right? Oh, that's why you're leaving town. I told you I have to go and get the band ready. I have to go. You uh, Am I am I looking for uh, like a little um, information on a flight I'm supposed to catch? <laughs> you're not going to have this party uh, without me there, right? Oh, of course not. Okay, we're having it. We're having it together. Next week will be podcast 104. We're going to see what happens. Yes. All right. Stay tuned. Thanks for being with us. Mo, I'll see you next week. Have a great vacation before I get there. And stay with us on the podcast, (laughs) Your Finances Untangled. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Investment advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Moise Param and his guests provide general information, not personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. The opinions expressed on this program are not intended to be a recommendation or investment advice and do not constitute a solicitation to buy, sell, or hold a security or an investment strategy. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company.